Welcome back to the fucking brave podcast. <laughs> Your giggle's the best. <laughs> I don't know why I find it silly sometimes. Yeah, it is funny. I feel like when I say it, you like giggle, and then when you say it, it's just like deadpan. Yeah. <laughs> What are you drinking tonight, Michaela? I'm drinking a wonderful mocktail made with uh, ginger beer and cranberry juice and lime, I believe. Some soda water. Mm. Yeah, it's very delicious. I'm drinking the identical. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're mocktails. Why, 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 why the hell are we drinking mocktails, Michaela? Well, we decided to not drink for five weeks. I I guess the, I guess if I back up a little bit, I'm doing a pretty intense training program at a training facility here on Maui called Deep to Peak. And I kind of saw this time as an opportunity for me to not only work on my strength and endurance in my body, but also a time to kind of set alcohol aside for a little bit and just generally feel a little bit more healthy all around. Yeah. Is that a good summary? Yeah. I was the one that suggested it to you when you decided that you were going to do deep to peak. Mm. Um, so if you haven't caught on, this is the subject of today's podcast is on drinking. Um, and it is no surprise to any of you that we love our alcohol in the Gustafson Pilkington household. Okay, I'm just going to be really upfront and say this. I'm pretty sure I have not gone a full, I, I want to say week, but let's let's call it two weeks, a full two weeks without drinking alcohol since I started drinking alcohol in like mid-high school. I know I've taken a couple of stretches um, because I did three whole 30s in my life. And those were all 30 days long each. And the first one I did, I didn't go back to drinking right away. And so I don't think I drank probably for two or three months. Oh, so you had a baby. Right. I was pregnant for nine months. (laughs) Um, Let's not forget that. Yeah. I did have a, a, a wee bit of wine there at the end, but not even like a quarter of a glass of wine. And mostly it was to help me just calm the fuck down a little bit because I was so overdue, Mm -hmm. but no, I mean, we, we drink daily here in our house and I, I just feel like there's so much, there's so much around alcohol in general. And I don't know what our point is to this podcast tonight, but I just kind of wanted to talk about maybe why we're doing this reset how we're feeling doing it and kind of what our other general approach is on a day-to-day basis with alcohol. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, when did you start drinking Michaela? You said mid high school. Oh yeah. I don't remember exactly, but like mid high school, maybe my sophomore year of high school. I don't know if that's mid high school. (laughs) I don't know. Probably my fresh, actually, I think I might've been in eighth grade. I think I might've been in middle school the first time I had a sip of alcohol. Yeah, the first time I got drunk, I was 
we still lived in Spain, so that was middle school for me. But I it was a church. Yeah, it was a, It was mine. Was not a, a church. potluck, and <laughs> mine was mine was in a field at night with some friends. So, <laughs> um, but I guess I guess okay. So what, what? How we drink on a regular basis? We typically will have something with dinner, be that a beer, a glass of wine, a glass of wine, usually wine. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes if that isn't finished, that'll get carried over into like a before bedtime sort of situation. And then more often than not, you and I will have some kind of nightcap. Yeah. Some kind of a whiskey or with a little, like a little whiskey or a little tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been really loving the barrel aged tequila from Costco here. But yeah, that's that's what we enjoy. I um, would say we definitely like ebb and flow. Sometimes I think to myself while we're drinking like like amounts that don't really make sense, I guess is maybe the way I want to put it. And other times it's like, oh, we just had a little bit to drink last night. Yeah, and I, I there are definitely nights where particularly on the weekends where we will have more than that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really loved was when we were in France, we would have wine with lunch. And partly it was because wine was so cheap and also it's just... It's just what you do in France. Just what we did in France. Yeah. And it was so lovely. And it wasn't like a lot. It was a small glass of wine. But it's delicious, and it just it goes so well with the meal. And I think we drink I, – I personally feel like I drink more frequently but drink less when I was in France, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I drink more often throughout the day, but overall consumed less alcohol. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of like how we drink, I guess. Yeah. Um, I know that for me, definitely like – Drinking in general, I really like the taste. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite cocktail is a Cosmo, at the moment at least, Cosmopolitan. And I just, I like the way that they taste. And so it's interesting, actually, when I was uh, back in Portland visiting my family, my parents and I went out to dinner at this really cute place, and my dad can't drink. And uh, he had like seizures and stuff. It's yeah. Um, anyway, he can't drink and they had a mocktail on their like cocktail list. And, uh, my dad, I asked my dad if he wanted one and he said, yeah. And my mom was like, actually I'll have that too. And they were so good. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember that being kind of like the first time, which is funny. It's been so recent that I was like, right. Like mocktails taste good and they don't have alcohol in them. And I, I enjoy them equally as much. How do you like what you're drinking tonight in comparison to a Cosmopolitan? I actually really like it. We got some new ginger beer tonight that I'm really enjoying. Yeah, I think the different ginger beer that we got in this tonight definitely yeah. brought it up. The other thing that we've been drinking the last two weeks, because tomorrow will, will be two weeks, has been non-alcoholic beer. There's a company that Michaela had heard about called Athletic Brewing. And her and I each ordered a 24-pack because we were, we knew we were going into five weeks of no booze. 
and I got out an IPA tonight to have with our pizza. And it is so nice to drink a beer and not get buzzed. Right, because you like the taste of it. Love it. Right. But you, I don't get the same, like, bloated feeling or, like, yuck yeah. feeling of, like... Or, like, ooh, I've, maybe I should reconsider driving anywhere. Yeah, exactly. What has been really curious about this period, two weeks now, of not drinking, has been I thought I would sleep better. And I have not. And I, all of those mornings that I woke up and I thought, oh, man, I shouldn't have drank so much last night. I feel hungover. Nope. I think they were just strictly old age and dehydration <laughs> at this um, point. I think we should. I should. I should also throw in there just to be fair that you've also been having a hard time. I have been having a very hard time. I'm very anxious right now. And so I don't think true. that you're sleeping as well, partially because of also your anxiety. and Yeah, but I'm not sleeping any better. Let, let's see how the sleep thing's doing at the end of like the five weeks if you manage to come off your hard time a little bit. Fair. Yeah. What about you? Do you think you're sleeping better? Um, I don't know that I am sleeping like better or worse, but where I notice it is in the mornings. I wake up and feel a little bit more like clear headed and ready to go for the day. I guess that is true. I definitely don't drag myself out of bed quite the same way. Right. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that feels good. And I feel like it's definitely... I'm achieving the goal I wanted to achieve with this, which was to feel good so I could work hard yeah. for my training. So, yeah. That is making a bit of a difference. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely miss it. I definitely have moments at night on, you know, hard days or whatever, and I'm just like, I just want to drink right now. But it's nice to open an athletic brewing and feel like having a drink, like, kind of tricks your brain, I think, you know. A little bit, Yeah. I, I definitely agree with the, like, I've had a hard day. Oh, my God, it would be nice to just go have a drink. And I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with that. Therapists out there probably disagree with me. <laughs> but I think it's good to take a break and take stock. I think another thing, too, that having a drink often encompasses... And we haven't really touched on this too much so far, but kind of that like socialization aspect. Like one of the things that we typically do for date night is we go and get a Mai Tai, a drink at our like local favorite spot. And there's that element of like sitting down and having time together and having a drink. And we don't have that right now. Yeah. And I think too, you know, there's often, like, people, like, want to go get a drink at the bar with their friend or, like, there's there's this, like, social aspect around drinking. And I think that for me, too, when I have a hard day and I'm like, oh, I want to drink, I think there's, there's a little bit more behind it than just wanting alcohol. Like, I don't think it's that I want alcohol. I think it's that I want an excuse to sit down and just, like, have a drink and talk mm. with somebody. It's not so much... I want to buzz. ritual piece of it. Yeah, it's like that ritualistic piece for sure. Well, and I feel like for me too, particularly when it's been a hard day, the like having a drink, cracking a beer, pouring a glass of wine starts to signify the end (laughs) of the shit. Yeah. Like it's been a hard day. Okay, that's fine. Like now we're going to call it quits. Now I have permission to like 
not do the thing anymore or winding down. Yeah, I would I would agree with that piece. I think that's something that athletic brewing has definitely really helped me with in the mocktails. You know, it's like, yeah, there is still a bit of that ritual at the end of the day of like, hey, I'll make you a mocktail um, or like have a beer with the pizza. Yeah. Um, one of the things that the suggestion of one of my friends that I've been doing is putting bitters in soda water. And that's been really yummy. And that kind of scratches the like, almost like the whiskey flavor itch because it tastes a little bit like an old fashioned because sure. of the bitters. Yeah, because you really like bitters. Yeah. I think for me, one of the things that I've really realized through the last two weeks, you know, and I don't, I mean, after five weeks, it's not like I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> you know, like I definitely will have alcohol again. But I think for me, it's really nice to have the option and to like realize that the option is just as good. Yeah. Like if what there I, are other choices out there that don't have to be a beer. Yeah. And if what I want is a beer, but I don't want like an alcoholic beer, I can have a beer without having an alcoholic beer. We're going to turn into an ad for athletic brewing here <laughs> for a second. But one of the other times where I've noticed that it's been really nice to have non-alcoholic beer is we've gone to the beach with friends of ours or we've gone and watched the sunset and technically alcohol isn't allowed on the beaches here. Nobody cares, but technically it's not allowed. And if we go to the beach on the North shore, we then have to drive home and it's really nice to not have to worry about the alcohol. Yeah. Or like I had something that tasted like a beer. It was delicious. I had a great time with my friends. We all socialized and then I don't have to be worried about driving home. I don't have to be worried about having an open container. Yeah. There's that, that again, that ritual piece of it. I think something, it's funny, I really, I, second year, where this is quickly turning into an athletic brewing ad, but I think something specifically about athletic brewing, and I know there are other beers that are also non-alcoholic that this holds true to as well, but they look like a beer. And so, you know, it says athletic brewing on it. And Mm -hmm. so I think if you were somewhere where people were drinking and you wanted to feel like you were also drinking or not be that person standing there with a water bottle. Like, yeah, it looks like a beer. Yeah. But then it's not, I mean, it is, but it's not alcoholic. Yeah. I miss mine a lot. I think it's easy to do here for me on Maui where there isn't a lot of really great wine. For sure. And so I don't feel like I'm missing out something. No, I will never ever do this when I travel to France. (laughs) Just not going to happen. Yeah, I think that is hard. There's not really a good substitute for wine. Like, we have our mocktails and we have our non-alcoholic beer, but there's not really a good substitute for wine. There are apparently a lot of non-alcoholic wines out there, but they're the same price as a real bottle of wine, and I have a hard time spending $15 on a bottle of something that I don't know what it is. It'd be interesting to try it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we're going to keep non-alcoholic beer around after this yeah i would like to i would like to too i really have enjoyed having it around because a lot of times again like i want to have a beer but i don't want to have a beer yep you know so you're kind of not necessarily on board for doing this when i first suggested it because i was the one that came up with the idea of taking a five-week break while you did the program i think i was on board i think i was just a little like I've never done anything like this before and I don't know how it's going to go <laughs> but I seem to be a pretty nice person still 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's good. I think, you know, I have thoughts a lot where you wake up in the morning and, and you, you, it's not like you had like too much to drink, but you had like just too much to drink. You know, it's like, like if I would have had half a glass less, then I wouldn't feel this way. And I definitely wake up on those mornings feeling like, oh, I really should drink less. And then it happens again. Oh, I should drink less. Oh, I should drink less. So it's nice to have a reason to, to just take a long break. Yeah. And to kind of reset. I could see myself doing something like that again, kind of resetting periodically. Yeah. Well, particularly in, in, um, it's interesting because athletic brewing, again, we're still flipping out. Um, their premise is for athletes or people who like want to perform at the top of their game, but want to have a beer. And I think a lot of times in sports, particularly in things like kiteboarding, there's a huge culture of drinking yeah, and drinking like a lot. Like excessive amounts. And I, I think about summers at the lake. Yeah, you like, we just you like work all day, kite, kite hard, all kite day. hard and then drink and all night, like party just as hard. So much. <laughs> And then wake up and do it all over again. <laughs> and it's really nice to have an option that's like, yeah, I'm still going to participate in the party, but I'm not going. Wake up feeling like shit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's hard when you're in those places. I think about how much we drink um, at the parties, at the competition in Grayson. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot. Like a lot, a lot. And granted, it's it's... French beer, so it's super sessionable. I mean, you can drink six, uh, six of them and still be upright when you're still drinking the beer, not when they've added other things. I was going to say, you you left before there was other weird mouthwash-tasting shit that got brought out. Right, but <laughs> but still, I mean, six beers and I... Yeah, it's a lot. Stumble home, get up the next morning and kite. Like, what? Yeah. It's just, it's I don't know. It's nice to have alternatives, and I think... I think after this, I agree with you. I'd like to do another reset periodically. And I think that after this, I'm definitely going to be more prone to picking things that aren't alcoholic more often. Mm -hmm. For sure. Or even just like, instead of having something with dinner here at home and then having a nightcap, maybe just having a nightcap and having a mocktail. Or or vice versa, a glass of wine, and then, you know, take a mocktail to bed or something. For sure. I think one of the things that started to come up and we kind of shut the conversation down so we could save it for the podcast was on the, the idea of, like, not drinking being more healthy than drinking. And I think that you had something to say about that, and I just wanted to bring that up again. I don't know if you remembered what you were going to say. I don't know. We started talking about, well, I think it it was coming across that I was insinuating that I thought that not drinking was more healthy and you were like, you like started to go off about it. No, and I think that's true. It's definitely true that like drinking isn't that great for your body. But I also think that here in the United States, we have a much bigger stigma around it. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional, obviously. You guys have been listening to us long enough to know that. <laughs> but, you know, where they they say, like, what is it, six drinks 
a week for women, seven drinks a week. Something, I can't remember. I think it's six is what they're recommending. And sure, like, that's a great goal and everything, but, like, the the French have six drinks by Wednesday. (laughs) Before that, they have six drinks on just Monday. (laughs) No, not quite. I mean, but if you have a glass of wine with lunch and then you have a glass of wine with dinner and then you might have, like, a little... A little, you know, something before bed. Yeah. I think there's also something to be said about, this is going to sound funny and maybe uh, sound a bit backwards, but, like, around your mental health, too. Like, I know it's kind of nice to, when you're having a hard time, like, have... Self-medicate a little bit. A drink. And that's probably not the healthiest thing. That's why I said maybe that's it doesn't sound backwards. But I don't know. I think that... Or, like, if you choose to opt out of situations where there's alcohol being served because you don't want to drink alcohol, like, maybe, you that's know. That's detrimental, too, yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's also a situation, both of those, I think, where this idea of, like, a non-alcoholic alternative Option. comes in play. Yeah. Well, and I think that more and more places and people are becoming aware of that. There are more options. Like, you're at a place that has a cocktail list and has a mocktail like a beautifully crafted, delicious mocktail. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost better than the actual cocktail. I'm sure the restaurant margins on that are spectacular. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I guess, I know that there's lots of people who do struggle with alcoholism, and that's very serious. I think that we're just talking, I guess, more from a place of... Curiosity. Curiosity, and also conscientiousness, like trying to just be a little bit more aware and curious about the things that we do and why we do them. I think that's the premise of this podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, and having these conversations of like, why do we do that? And is that the most helpful pattern? And if it's not, then how can we do differently? I do just have to say that I'm very much looking forward to a glass of wine in three weeks. Really? Not your Mai Tai? No, it, it definitely goes rosé first. Wow. Rosé all day. I'm impressed you even kissed your glass goodbye when we had our last Mai Tai. That's fine. I will say hello to it again at some point <laughs> in time, but it is rosé. I don't miss wine that much. Pink wine. Yeah. That's all I need in life is pink wine. Fair. Maybe we'll have to find a non-alcoholic one. I don't know. There's a bunch of them out there on the internet, so maybe we'll order some. You can find everything on the internet. I don't know. What do you guys do about drinking? How do you feel about it? Do you feel a little, like, confused and curious like we are? Where it's like, well, what should we be doing? Is this the best? Like, I know sometimes I feel a little bit of shame around it. Oh, I do too. Like, I think that's a big feeling. Definitely don't tell the doctor how many drinks you have. Right. When you go into the When's office. the last time you were honest about that when a doctor asked you? <laughs> Never. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess... You know, I know some of you guys do reach out to us and tell us. So be curious yeah, to hear how you feel and think about drinking. And if you feel like joining us. <laughs> yeah, we've got three more weeks to go. Yeah. Um, happy to share our mocktail mm-hmm. recipes. I think it'll be like two more weeks by the time this comes out. That's true. Yeah. And if you want to know more about athletic brewing, let us know. We can send you a link for a free six pack. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see what it is. I promise we're not supported, sponsored, Nobody or is. Yeah. paid by Athletic Brewing. 
If you're on the mainland, I'm sure that you can find it at your local Whole Foods marketplace. Oh, yeah, I know they have it at the Whole Foods my mom goes to, so we don't have it here, unfortunately. That's all. I think that's all we got to say tonight. Yeah. Thanks for Hopefully listening. This was interesting to you. I I, maybe it makes you feel less alone. Yeah. I think that's part. I mean, we talk about topics that are kind of sometimes uncomfortable to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah. Love you guys. Love you lots. Drinking and not drinking. It's all, it's all. Wherever you fall on the spectrum. Yeah. Stay wild. And fucking brave. Hey, we got to write that time. Love you. <laughs>